Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends like my friend, Dr. Andy. Well, we don't let friends feed kibble now, do we, Dr. Andy? We do not. Never, ever. Never, ever. But do we let people feed chocolate? No. <laughs> well, to their dogs. I like chocolate personally. (laughs) You could give me chocolate anytime, but it needs to be really good chocolate. Like I don't like crappy chocolate. You know, you know, here in uh, Colorado, we get these things called love bars. Have you ever had a love bar from, uh, they're out of Boulder. No, Uh, I have never heard of such a thing. They are fabulous. And there's all different types like sea salt and, and uh, raspberry and chocolate was really good chocolate. Mm -hmm. And, inside they have like this dove i think does the same thing but inside they have like these love poems and things like that but they say that the owner eats like i can't remember it's an extraordinary amount of chocolate every day so (laughs) anyway he has a fun job yeah well yeah I believe it. Right. Yeah. Chocolate's one of those things like wine and nice hotel rooms. As you age, you're like, "Mm, I can now buy me some nicer stuff. (laughs) You mean get the better bed, (laughs) the better bed, (laughs) maybe the better housekeeping, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I like chocolate, but we don't want to give chocolate to our dogs. Now I've heard Dr. Andy and I, I need some clarity on this, that some chocolate's okay. As long as it doesn't have certain things in it, would you well, agree or disagree? Because you've been doing some studying on the chocolate. Yeah, I did. Well, we just passed Halloween, whenever that was, and you know, all the "be safe with your pet" stuff was don't give them chocolate. And I'm like, I don't even know why we don't do that. Like, what's in there? And it's actually the it's a neurotransmitter. Um, I mean, theobromine is what it is, and they cannot break it down fast enough and it starts to impact the body. Okay. So that means all chocolate has that. All chocolate. All chocolate has that. Now that the lower quality chocolate we were talking about, is going to have less. It's going to have a lot more fillers. It's going to have a lot more just milk. It's going to have a lot more, maybe even added chocolate flavoring, right? It's not going to be that pure chocolate. So, you know, your great Dane that gets some of that, probably going to be able to process it you're, so you're saying cheaper cheaper chocolates better if, yes. if your dog were to eat cheaper less content like we can like maybe one of those love bars um you can get one that's like 92 percent cacao right yeah that's going to have a lot of the theobromine in it that's going to be a very big concern if your dog gets a hold of that depending on how much they get a hold of and how big the dog is oh like your, your little three pound Yorkie eats, you know, one little square and you better be inducing vomiting and hightailing it to the bed. Your great Dane that gets one little square, you know, his body most likely will handle that eats the whole bar. You're going to be inducing vomiting and you're going to get his butt to the vet. 
So it, you know, I've had lots of clients over the years, Labradors eat whole bags of Hershey kisses and be just fine. Pooping out foil for days. Right. Um, I, I didn't tell them not to do anything on that. I just aftermath stories <laughs> um, that they did this and we didn't do anything about it. I'm like, okay. So the bigger the dog and the less quality or amount of cacao or amount of chocolate in there is better. Wow. I was just looking up. So it's called Ch- Choco Love is what they're called. Choco okay. Love. Okay. I think I do know what you're talking yeah. about now. So natural grocers, right? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Maybe I even, was, but anyway. Yeah, a lot of different uh, places are starting to carry it now. But I wanted to look at this and see um, what actually is in it. Um, so let's see. They, uh, cocoa powder. Um, okay. There's no gluten. Let's see about sugar. Sometimes it's hard to get, you know, all the stuff, but mm-hmm. um, most of our dark chocolate arrives as a kosher product free of milk. Um, and it, it, it arrives kosher. They, it's a kosher food, which oh, means okay. that the dark chocolate was made on equipment that also makes milk chocolate. Uh, yeah, I'll have to look into this, but, you know, it's just safer to say, look, don't mm-hmm. let your dogs... Yeah, just keep them out of the chocolate. Yeah, just keep them out of the chocolate. Now, this is kind of weird. So my mom's 80th birthday, we had uh, a party and the lab, my brother's lab, decided to eat 18 of those little bitty German chocolate cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Like actual cupcakes, like cupcakes. flour, flour, yeah, all that. Yeah, and and but they did have that German chocolate frosting. Now, whether there's any real yeah chocolate in there, I don't know. Personally, for my dogs, I wouldn't get too excited about that. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about inducing vomit because I've heard I that that you shouldn't try to induce vomit in dogs. But if it's in this type of situation, you want to do it pretty quick, right? It does depend on when did they eat? When did they eat something? All right. So if you, and that's hard to say sometimes, right? Let's say you left for work 8 Mm a.m. You came home at 5 p.m. and the whole bag of Hershey Kisses is gone and your your Labrador seems to be acting fine. When did they do that? Did they do that at 9 a.m.? Inducing vomiting is not going to get you very far (laughs) because it's already been processed. Did they do that at 4 p.m., 4.30? Then, Yeah. You could induce some vomiting, see what comes up. Um, it's it's funny. In the last 20 years, being on a little bit on the sidelines of veterinary medicine, this is my perception of this. Back in the day, you called up, my dog did this. The front desk person would tell you, do blah, 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 hydrogen peroxide and get them to puke. Right? Now, the vast majority of the time is rush them in here. We've got to do this and we've got the right meds for it. Where do you land in all that? Hydrogen peroxide is, is Dr. Google can tell you exactly how much to give a dog of size and it'll give you directions. Um, it just will. Um, my do- my uh, Doberman ate a corn cob. 
half of a corn cob. He swallowed it. Um, I, I saw him do it. So I knew exactly when he did it. I attempted to induce vomiting. Um, but I didn't get very aggressive with it because I'm like, ooh, the corn cob is going to be rough and scratchy coming up. Is that a really good idea? I didn't know. So I did not get very aggressive with it. We ended up having to go to the vet and getting it removed surgically. Oh, surgically? Yeah. So I had I have one foreign body removal surgery under my belt um, <laughs> with all my animals. Oh, now, my we didn't do that till the next morning. Um, he was acting fine and whatever, whatever. But the vet tried to induce vomiting at that time too. So maybe if I was more aggressive, I could have gotten it to come back up, but I don't know. But chocolate, wow. you just saw them swallow something um, or eat something, you know, it's a judgment call. Um, but they're fancier drugs versus hydrogen peroxide. We just want stuff up and out sometimes and up and out fast. Well, do you think if um, if they're starting to show symptoms that would indicate that, yeah, that chocolate wasn't good for them, like mm-hmm. the vomiting, diarrhea, restlessness, uh, this is what you have in your email, mm-hmm. the rapid breathing, increased uh, seizures, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. increased thirst and urination, is that too late? I mean, what are they going to do? Would they put them on IVs at that time and try to clean out the yeah. system? I think they'd get a lot of fluids. You know, I didn't look at what they did. Maybe that's the next one. Um, But that's also living. Well, I was going to say living in Colorado, but most of the United States now dogs are getting hold of THC, right? Marijuana. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times if they're getting a hold of that in chocolate, you have double the problem, double the worry. THC on a whole, um, they get stoned generally fluids being quiet, you can pull them out of that. But if they eat that THC in, and it's dark chocolate and it's high cacao and they eat the whole bar, you have a big problem and it's more the chocolate than the THC. What, what does, what, what would T could THC? And I guess it depends on how much, how strong, what kind size of the dog. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a dog dying of that? The one, and this was a few years ago, I did go to um, a seminar put on by a veterinarian about CBD and THC, and it was fascinating. And as far as they knew, THC has not been the direct cause of any death. Now, dogs have died because they ate it in a pound of butter. Yeah. And that butter just, they couldn't digest it and pancreatitis. Um, I think a few dogs have died because they had such severe cardiac issues already and the stress of it was too much. But strict, last I heard, and I haven't heard any different, strictly THC, they don't generally die from. It's it's what it's in. I I was hearing this from our son. (laughs) And evidently they're... um, the, the, there was a the daughter who had the dog and the dog evidently got into her purse and got some edibles to which she said, I didn't have any edibles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so the dog outed her uh, <laughs> and <laughs> those edibles get in my purse. <laughs> right? No idea. 
So yeah, they did uh, verify that the dog got into some edibles and he was uh, fine afterwards, but he did have to go to the vet. Right. So it's like, and, and you can imagine that that's, that's still, even that kind of uh, vet call is going to be expensive. All of yeah. them are expensive. They're all expensive. Yeah. Kind of the running joke is dogs get stoned on THC. So they're, 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 they're kind of gone. They're kind of out of it in the, in the head, right? They're having trouble walking. They'll be ataxic. They'll be crossing in the rear and then they pee on themselves, which freaks owners out. But the running joke is if people peed on themselves, pot would not be as popular. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's, you know, but if you're seeing that stuff, okay, go to the vet or see how, you know, whatever you want to do with that. Because I've had clients that the dog swallowed something on the, uh, on a trail and you, they don't know what they even swallowed. And then a couple hours later, they couldn't walk and they're like, oh my goodness. And somebody left something that had THC in it. Um, another little fun fact, um, those P tests that you can buy at Walgreens, they work uh-huh. on your dogs too. Oh, really? Yeah. You can collect urine and check it. I've had to buy some teenage boys, but um, <laughs> many years ago, but you, you can do it. I don't think anyone has, but it, it does work. Wow. And the vets really don't have anything to reverse it. They just pretty much support them and make sure nothing goes really sideways. Yeah. So my neighbors went camping and their dog you know, sniffed out some THC and ate it, edibles, whatever they had at the camp, mm-hmm. their camping neighbors. Now they were camping for two days, so they didn't come back. So the dog clearly came down from his high, but then they took him to the vet. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, personally, I, I wouldn't have bothered at that point. No. I mean, because what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I might do, what would I do? A liver detox, Maybe. Maybe. Milk might have just felt really good for a while. He's like, whoa, this is <laughs> some kind of camping trip. I really like it. But yeah. I think it's funny. We, we, oh, THC. Oh, they're so high. I'm like, have you seen dogs on prescription drugs sometimes? They're higher than kites there too. Yeah. So I, I hate the way that, that my dog is whenever they had like to be anesthetized, whether that was for teeth cleaning or when Lazi had to get her legs sewn up, um, I, they're they're weird when they're coming mm-hmm. off that. Yeah, they're like afraid, and it's all the world is not fun, and they're yeah, mm-hmm. they don't like. If, it. Ever see a dog come up out of ketamine? Ooh, that, that it's a well in the people world on the drug circuit. I don't do. I don't know anything more than I watch TV. Um, it's called special K, but vets were using it for, they're using it for a lot of things now, but vets were using it a lot for, um, anesthesia because you can bring them down and bring them up really quick. Wow. Ooh, that was a bad trip for them. Um, they did a lot of that when I was volunteering at the shelter because it was cheap and it was easy. And the reasoning in shelters is these animals aren't owned by anybody. So they just, yeah. I didn't say it was a good reason. Right. But, uh, but they it, have even stopped using it. It was just so rough. I was like, whoa. Was yeah. Trip. Not, not good. Another thing that's not good is xylitol. And, you know, yes. Dr. Andy, there's so many things that have xylitol in it, even like breath mints or chewing gum. 
uh, that has xylitol, how deadly and how dangerous is that to dogs or cats? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think I looked at cats. Um, I like to think cats wouldn't eat that stuff, but some do. That's um, pretty smart. <laughs> they, they, smart. They tend to be a little smarter about what they put in their mouths. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, xylitol looks like it can be awful. And it kind of just depends on the animal if they're going to how they're going to react to it. And so that I think is even scarier. And I think that's why that's one of the newer players on the scene, because it's becoming more popular in our products and dogs are getting a hold of it. And then the veterinarian community is like, whoa, what's going on here? Because they weren't getting a hold of xylitol. Like we know about chocolate, right? People right. know about chocolate. If they're going to avoid anything, they usually avoid chocolate. There's actually a whole list of stuff. And I didn't go through the whole list in that email. Um, but xylitol, I, you you have it up, right? It causes yeah. um, liver damage. Liver damage. Yeah. Liver and, but it doesn't. But it it's only if in those bodies that don't get it cleared properly. And you don't yeah. know what kind of dog you have. So, you know, a lot of people and don't don't take this, folks, that just because you have elevated liver enzymes doesn't mean that or your dog has elevated liver enzymes that they have you know, been exposed to xylitol, but it could be. Uh, mm -hmm. There's some other things that you list in here. Signs of liver damage or involvement in eating that xylitol do include the elevated liver enzymes, vomiting, jaundice, uh, diarrhea, and clotting abnormalities. Now, look, there's elevated liver enzymes happen all the time. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times a week, okay, I get emails, or questions or statements that say my dog is in the beginning stages of kidney disease because they have elevated, you know, enzymes. And it's like, well, do they really have kidney disease or are we just going by one elevated liver enzyme, right? That mm -hmm. could be a snapshot in time. Yes, very much so, especially when it's just one. So that's a very non-descriptor in that list of things. Now, jaundice Ooh, yeah Something's that's going pretty on. yeah i mean the eyes will turn yellow i mean i would imagine that's going to happen after they're already at the vet like those other ones listed there clotting abnormalities that's down the line that's my dog got into whatever i don't know i don't even know what they would i guess peanut butter some of the peanut butters have xylitol in them mm -hmm. and they got into that jar and they ate the whole jar like you better like I don't know. Labradors aren't so bright. Um, cute, not bright. Um, and, and you're, you're at the vet and I think you're at the vet long before those things kick in or, you know, so the elevated livers on liver enzymes, unless you know, they ate xylitol don't, don't really mean anything until unfortunately. Right. Other something symptoms. else shows up. Yeah. Now here's some things that might, might cause people to not recognize that there's xylitol in there. And that's, you know, when things say sugar-free, people are like, oh, it's fine. No, most of the time when it says sugar-free, you're going to find xylitol in there, like sugar-free gum, baked goods, toothpaste, uh, mm -hmm. certain medications, uh, and, and lots more things. So how many people, and you have to be careful with this, folks, you're brushing your teeth. Now, this has happened many times. You uh, drop a little toothpaste yeah. in the floor, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have one of those dogs that like to be right underneath your feet at all times, they're going to get that toothpaste before you can clean it up. Mm -hmm. 
So make sure that the toothpaste that you're using doesn't have xylitol in it. How do you spell xylitol? I'll tell you how you spell it. It's X-Y-L-I-T-O-L. Okay. And it's probably not real good for us either, Dr. Andy, I would think. The, the jury's still out on that. I guess it doesn't spike your insulin. So it is showing up in more things. I guess it's supposed to be good for your teeth and dental health. I don't know. I don't, I just read ingredients, maybe just avoid it. Yeah. Period. <laughs> yes. And I'll tell and you, you don't so- have to worry about them getting it. Right. And here, here's the thing. So um, we have love bugs which is a probiotic and also Phytos flora. And Julianne has said many times, you could take that love bugs and mix it with coconut oil and make a great toothpaste for your dogs. But most of Adored Beast products are super great and safe for humans. Now, they don't say for human consumption, but I will tell you that Julianne Lee and her staff use these on themselves. Well, and all of it's made in a human grade lab. Right. Yeah. So may- maybe so you just I, wanna... have, I would have no problem using any of it. Yeah. Maybe you just want to s- start making your own toothpaste with some little love bugs. Mm-hmm. You sh- you're sharing your love bugs with the love of your life, your dog. <laughs> I use right? different toothbrushes. Please. Yeah, we do want to <laughs> use, uh, a, yes, different toothbrushes for sure. Right. Because there's a lot of stuff to get in that little mouth. Now, I will say this, that these raw fed dogs, much cleaner mouth, much cleaner mouth than kibble fed dogs. Um, Yeah. You don't need to be swapping bacteria. You could give your dog something. It's not always the other way. You can make your dog sick. (laughs) You don't want to be swapping bacteria. (laughs) You probably you probably have. I would say that living in the same household. Oh, yeah, it's. You probably had the same gut biome going on, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely. why that's why, you know, one size doesn't fit all for all dogs or, you know, mm-hmm. because it, it depends on what's going on in your household. Do you have kids? What's their gut biome? What what's your um health routine? Mm-hmm. You know, it's all yep. different. But on a pretty consistent basis, keeping the processed foods out of your dogs life out of your life, you're going to be healthier, much healthier. And then also good water, right? And variety, variety, variety. And I I don't know, Dr. Andy, how many times I have to say this, but it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just need to stop saying it because no, I mean, some people adhere to it, but I will see beef, 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 turkey, turkey for years. That's amazing to me, but yeah. And I, and I, 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 number one, I'm surprised that the dogs still eat it mm-hmm. <laughs> right after a while. They're like, I Again. cannot take one more bowl of beef. Okay. So um, it's just fine to give lots of variety. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry about how many different blends are in the bowl. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Switch it up. Have fun. Throw some duck heads, some feed, some turkey necks. And you know the other thing? You know, I had Dr. Ian Billinghurst on my on my podcast. Mm-hmm. So I went back and I was looking at his book, The Barf Diet. And one of the things that he said about cats, and this was, 
I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, he was talking about giving fruits and veggies to cats in the blends. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wow. I, you know, we, we kind of, when people come over and ask about cats, we're like, well, do the PMRs, do the, right. it, do the other ones that don't have the fruits and veggies. And, and now I'm looking at his book and he's like, no, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> so maybe I, we're saw, gonna... I did, I did see a TikTok of a kitten eat a whole purple potato. And, and the cat was, was like, mim, mim, mim. it was, it was <laughs> the funniest thing. Um, he thought it was so, the best thing in the, a purple tomato. No, potato, we... P, oh, potato, P. Oh, pota- potato. Yeah. A potato. Wow. A, okay. a good size. Those purple potatoes are very good, people. Just saying. Purple potatoes. Are those, what's the, di- purple and red? I don't, uh, I don't. Do, well, they do taste we... more like a sweet potato, but they're going to have different um, colorings. I'm blinking on the word I want right now and different antioxidants and different stuff in it because of the color. Nice. Nice. Yummy. So we'll, we'll, uh, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into the fruits and veggies for the cats, but yeah. that means the HVM products had just opened up for all the kitty cats. There you go. There you go. Cause Dr. Ian Billinghurst said so. And, uh, and he's, he is the father of raw, right? Yeah. He said better than grandfather. So anyway, <laughs> that's why I remember <laughs> you telling me that. Yeah. All yeah. right, everybody. Listen, Dr. Andy has got to go. She's got to go snap, snap people out of it and snap dogs. I don't know. I was going to come up with something fun, but <laughs> I, I know you chiropractors don't like that snap, crackle and pop thing. That doesn't, <sighs> right. You don't like it. We don't, but, but it's also true. You're so. going to get, you, you're going to adjust both. Yes. The yes. pet parent and the pet. So that's yes. awesome. All right, everybody, get over to animalmagiccare.com. Dr. Andy can help you in figuring out what to do. Maybe you're up for surgery. You don't know if that's the best thing. Let's talk with Dr. Andy first. She can see videos, review uh, records. It's a great, great resource, animalmagiccare.com. Remember, get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. Get them out of the bag and uh, get them away from all that processed food, all right? Can't fix kibble. Sorry, won't work. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business. And what, Dr. Andy? Friends don't let friends feed kibble. That's right. Ever. We'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.